0: So one of the things I wanted to do tonight is give us uh, give us the gift of kind of pausing for a moment before we have Christmas tomorrow. What I'm thinking is this. I'm thinking that uh, we're going to prepare ourselves for Christmas. What i like to do is unpack the Bible, the incredibly powerful biblical story of the birth of Jesus Christ on Christmas. And what I want to show is sort of some different angles, some different cuts of how people actually missed Christ on Christmas. Because I think there's hundreds of millions of people today in America that we actually can miss Christ on Christmas. So I want to show you that, and I think you can reflect on it in your own life, because I really think it's easy to miss Christ on Christmas. And that was what happened on the first Christmas because of the economy, things like today. Taxation, uh, politically, uh, political chaos, uh, people trying to survive—a lot of the same dynamics as today were present then that caused people to miss the birth of the Savior. And so, a king had arrived. The king had arrived, and some people just were like clueless what had happened. So, I like you to reflect on your own life as we unpack the story. Luke chapter one. I'm going to be reading from verse one and through verse seven. So it says this, Luke chapter one, verse seven. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered and all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. So everybody sent back to their original town. And in Joseph's case, he had to go back to Bethlehem and make that 90 mile journey there because Caesar said, it is time to go back. The next verse says this. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. And while they were there, the time came for for her to give birth. She gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because, watch this, there was no place for them. In the end, there was no place for them in the end. So imagine this. The son of God is about to enter the house, their house, and they're clueless what is happening. All they know is that the Roman soldiers are there, that there's no room in the inn. What if they knew that the baby boy that was actually God wrapped in skin was about to be, arrive at their inn? It would be a different story. But the innkeeper missed Jesus because the innkeeper had no room. I wonder if people today that we miss Jesus simply because our disposition, our attitude is, I just don't have room. It's a a religious holiday, uh, but I don't have room to really kind of contemplate to consider the claims of the Christ Of Christmas. And I wonder if there's any space in some people's hearts, or if, like the innkeeper, we kind of push Jesus to the periphery. Again, had they known who it was, they would have invited him in. But the innkeeper didn't realize who was at the inn. I really believe that there are many people, perhaps hundreds of millions of Americans, that keep Jesus at a distance because we don't actually realize who this is. Actually, the son of the living God, and so business is great. Business is popping. Uh, the, the inn is crowded. Uh, they don't. They're making lots of money. The hotel is packed. The economy is good. Super busy. Taking care of everybody. And I just wonder that could be a story of our lives where we're so busy making money, doing our thing that we miss the Christ of Christmas because we're so absorbed. In doing life. Well, there's another person that missed Christ, and that was King Herod. I want to read to you and show you on the screen this verse, Matthew chapter 2, verse 3. We read these words. When King Herod heard that he was heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he heard what? They heard that there was another king coming. See, King Herod, he's the king, and like he didn't want another king in town. So he's going to investigate this next king, and it says, he was disturbed. I mean, this means, in the original language, he was agitated. He was irritated. He was frustrated. He was exasperated. He didn't have anything to do with this new king that was coming into town. So Herod was like, a new king? Like, say what? Like, I'm the king, and there's no room for another king here. And so he's saying, look, I'm in charge. I am large, and I'm in charge, and I don't want no other king in my town here. And so I wonder, though, this could be true of us also, that there could be just a little bit of King Herod in us in that we decide to be our own king, and there can be no other king. There can only be one king, and I am the king. I wonder if some of us here, we don't mind Jesus like being in the vicinity, but just don't try to rule over me. I wonder sometimes if we think like, there's not room for two kings like Herod. There's only room for one king. And one of the ways that we miss Jesus is we don't want him to be our king. I want to be the king of my destination. I want to be the king of my life. I want to be the king of my relationships. I want to be the king of my economy. I want to be front and center, and I don't want any other kings. And because of that, Herod missed Jesus Christ. And so I think one of the ways that we miss Christ, we don't want anybody to rule our lives. Uh, we don't want anybody uh, to threaten the throne that I have. And so we miss Jesus when we don't allow him to enter, to engage, to interfere with our lives. Because I'm the king, so don't tell me how to do my relationships, Jesus. Don't tell me how to do my life. Don't tell me how to do my career. Don't tell me how to, to what to do with my plans. It's my life, and I'm the king. And friends, if you do that, you're going to miss the Christ of Christmas. See, not only did the innkeeper miss Christmas, but Herod missed Christmas. And we read on here, it says, and all Jerusalem with him. So not only Herod was like, don't you try to be have another king here, but it says all of Jerusalem was with him. Where Jesus, you can't rule over our lives either. Jesus, we feel like Herod there. Don't tell us what to do. So let me explain here. If Jesus can't rule over you, I'm just being honest. You are missing the Christ of Christmas. That is the reality there. So Jesus can't tell you no when you want to say yes. You're missing the Christ of Christmas. See, Herod, he didn't want any competition. We can be like that. I don't want competition. I want to make my own decisions. I want it to be about me. I want only me to be on my throne like Herod. So if Jesus isn't in charge, friends, I'm just telling you, it's not Christmas. It's just a party, really. It's just a party. It's just a social event. So if you really want to celebrate Christmas, here's where you begin. Maybe some of you, you're here tonight. This is where you need to begin. You need to hit, hit the reset button that but you tell Jesus that he is your king, that you tell Jesus that he is your ruler, that so you begin to yield and submit your life to him because your best life is on the other side of him being your king. So now there was another group that missed Christmas. And you know who this was? This was the religious folk. These is people who go to church, people who know the Bible. That group you're going to see also missed Christmas. So the third group was the religious people. And these are the people in that day, Sadducees, Pharisees, the, the priests of the day, the high priests, they missed it. So you mean to tell me you go to church, you be a church person? you can miss Jesus, that's exactly what I'm telling you. Because here we're told that King Herod, what he did in Matthew chapter 2, verse 4, is he inquired of them, Sadducees, the priests, the Pharisees, he inquired of them of the Messiah that, he might, that was to be born. So Herod goes to all the, all the experts, all the Bible school graduates, all the seminary graduates, and he asks them, hey, what's going on with this Jesus who is to be born. And so what they told him is that Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one there, was coming. The religious crowd watched. They knew what was coming. But they'd never showed up. All they had, they had knowledge, but it never transferred to their heart that it made a difference in their life that they went from knowing to actually being there in Bethlehem. None of them showed up. There was more animals at Jesus' birthday than there were people. And then they quoted the Old Testament, Micah chapter 5, verse 2, and they said this, But you, Bethlehem, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, who will be shepherd of my people. So what you see happening here is a group of people knew the prophecies from 700 years ago, they're experts on that, they knew about the prophet Micah, but they didn't do a thing about what God's word had said. Here's the problem. The spoken word of God never became transferred over to a relationship with the living word. Never changed anything. So friends, religious leaders, they knew the scripture, but they never made it to Bethlehem. But you know who did? The, the, un, the, the people that really went to church folk wasn't the people that were the Bible school graduates, the seminary graduates. You know who made it? it was the wise men. They were the ones that showed up there. And so what I'm saying is this, is that uh, you can know your Bible, you can be a, kind of a religious person, and never tra- take the trip personally to engage the Savior. If that is you, friend, you are missing Christmas. It is nothing more than a cultural holiday for you. It's not personal for you. So the purpose of the written word, the Bible, is to lead you then to the living word that is Jesus Christ. You see, religious people, they knew the Bible. but They never made their way to Bethlehem. So the purpose of what is written in the scripture is to draw you near to Christ, to to draw you to cultivate a a relationship uh, with God through Christ. So the religious crowd, here it is. The religious crowd, they had all the information in their head. Like many people, you grow up in church. Maybe you went to Sunday school. Maybe you went to Christian education, Christian high school, college, whatever. And you have all that in your head, but like them, it never transferred to the heart where it actually made a difference in your life there. Where you had the information, but you never had the intimacy with the Savior. That's a story there other people had missed Christmas. So here's my challenge to you. What if next year could be different? What if this Christmas could be different? See, for those people, when they should have known, they didn't know. Like their commentary about them in Luke chapter 4 verse 2, when they saw Jesus, when he was grown up, and they saw him grow up, they saw the miracles, they saw... Uh, the, the the blind eyes opened, deaf ears could hear again. They saw that. And here's their commentary about this is all they had. Is that like Joseph's son? And that's all they could say about him. Like, dude, that's the Messiah. Like, open your eyes. But there, all they could see is, is that Joseph's son? And that's how people can be today. Is that, is that like, I don't know if that's Jesus or whatever. I think he was a good man. I think he had good teachings. I think he did good stuff. But he's a religious figure but he's not the son of God, not the, not the Christ of Christmas. See, friends, it's so easy to miss Christ at Christmas, and that's what I'm, I'm sharing with you. I'm, I'm actually pleading with you that you, you would embrace this truth because, friends, you don't know. Sometimes we don't even know why Jesus came. And I want to remind us of that, that he, be- he came because there was a sin problem. No one could deal with the sin problem, so God had to become man God got skin wrapped around him in the person of Christ. You wonder what God's like. Look at Christ. That's what God is like. And so, but because religious people, here was their problem and our problem, is religious people here don't see they have a problem. People that have been in the church world don't see that they have this problem, that they actually need a savior. Yeah, I grew up with that. I know all about that stuff. And they just don't see it. And they get like callous to the reality of the truth of the gospel there, of the good news. Jesus didn't come to make us feel better. didn't come to inspire us. The Bible says that he came for his own to forgive them of their sin. See, that's why he came. The child was born. The child was born, I remind you, to die to die a death that we should have died, that we all should have died, that I, I should have died. And so, and he went innocent, the Son of God, to the cross, to die for the sins of humanity, to reconnect us back to God. That's why he came, that we could be right with God. We could never be right in our own uh, activity or good works, but through Jesus, we could be right with God. I wonder if some people need to re-embrace that truth. But you need to understand this, you miss the Christ of Christmas. That Jesus came to save us from our brokenness. Friends, I'm more broken than I would ever want you to know. Came to save us from our brokenness and our sin and our darkness and to make us right with God. And to give you your best life now. I just gotta tell you, that's a lot, lots of some super cool, super awesome stuff to be excited about. And that, friends, is the story of Christmas. That's why Christ came. Aren't you glad that Christ came, friends? <clears throat> And so let me just say this, as the band comes up here, is there's an invitation on the table. There's an invitation on the table, and the invitation is this. The invitation is to invite you to come back home to God, to the Savior, to Jesus Christ. The offer of forgiveness is on the table. You were once in the way, and now... You're struggling, and you've gone off, and but you could come back into the way. And perhaps, perhaps someone here this evening just happened to hear the voice of God through the Word of God. Someone here saying, Yes, I need to embrace the light again. We're going to close in a little bit. Oh, we're going to sing Silent Night what we're going to do is we're going to have the candles. They're going to be dispensed now. Uh, They're going to be dispensed to you so that you can have them. And then we're going to stand up in just a moment. Uh, We're going to sing one song, and then we'll sing Silent Night. But as we do, here's my challenge to you. Here's my challenge to you. Jesus said this, I'm the light of the world. I am the light of the world. He that would follow me. Will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Perhaps you're here tonight and you would say, I want to say yes. I want to say yes to the light. I want to say yes to new life. I want to say yes to forgiveness of my sin. I want to say yes to being right with God. And here's my challenge to you. As we're singing that, as you're holding up the light, you could just say yes. It's more than just a a song that I'm singing. It's a decision of my heart. It could change the trajectory of my life. I'm coming home to the light. What we're going to do now is we want to bless you with a Christmas blessing. You want to put yourself in a position to receive His blessing. Perhaps you would close your eyes or open your eyes or put out your hand. But if you do that, position yourself to receive this blessing. And Father, see everyone here that is gathered in this place on Christmas Eve. And Father, our heart is that we want to remember the Christ of Christmas, but to know you, to know your life, that we would live in the light of the Son of the living God, that came to our planet to be like us, to die for us, that we could be right with you. Father, I pray that they would experience you as Emmanuel, God with us. I pray they would experience your grace, your nearness, your mercy, your comfort, your love. Father, I pray that you would do this and you would do more. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. Families be at peace. God love you. We'll see you soon.